It is Monday, June the 19th, 2023. I am Mark Beavis. Last week on the show, I reported that WestJet would be closing down its swoop operations. Well, now it looks like Sunwing's days are also numbered. We're gonna look at the latest news from there. Plus, with interest rates continuing to climb here in Canada, mortgages are coming under a lot of pressure. Also, consumer debt reaches an all-time high here in Canada. We're gonna look at those latest numbers. Remember that Brandon and I are hosting live sessions every Friday morning. Hope you can mark your calendars and join us later this week. So let's get started with today's news. Last week I reported WestJet had decided to wind up its swoop operations and that they would be rolling that business into their mainstream operation. Well, now they've also announced that they're gonna be winding down Sunwing Airlines within the next two years as part of their overall streamlining program. In March, the federal government approved WestJet's takeover of Sunwing. Obviously, there's a lot of concern out there about reduced travel options, increased pricing, etc., especially around the Sun Destination package deals. According to a Competition Bureau report in October of 2022, when you look at the Canada to Sun destinations, WestJet and Sunwing currently have a 37% market share when you combine the two entities of nonstop flights. If you look just at Western Canada, that number jumps to 72%. So obviously this raises questions about what negative effect this might have on the overall vacation industry. When you think of an example, currently each of WestJet, Sunwing and Swoop fly from Toronto to Puerto Vallarta. This is a typical route that will then go from three different carriers down to one. To me, it's pretty hard to imagine that WestJet is gonna be flying three jets at the same time on that route. Maybe that it's possible that they're gonna be working something out where they'll continue to maintain the same capacity, but just vary the hours. But the way those destination packages typically work is you know, they leave at a certain time because that's when they wanna arrive in the destination. That's when they have the airspace. We'll see um, how that develops uh, just to see whether they're in fact able to maintain uh, that capacity. Now, Mark Taylor, he is the president of Uniform's Sunwing Pilots Group. He said in a statement that he has concerns. He talks specifically about employees' home bases, the union seniority, and the working conditions as part of his apprehension. Now, in a previous life, I worked in the airline business back in the days in late 1986, when PWA or Pacific Western Airlines announced that it would be buying Canadian Pacific Airlines. My strongest recollection of those times was how they would integrate the various employee groups into one entity, and there was a lot of problems getting that done. I suspect that we're gonna see a lot of those same issues rearing their heads in the coming months as WestJet goes through this consolidation process. Let's move on now to Canadian mortgages. When you take out a long-term mortgage here in Canada, the typical length for a mortgage is 25 or 30 years. Well, new reporting shows that because of rising interest rates, some homeowners are extending that time period to more than double those lengths. In an interview with BNN Bloomberg late last week, Victor Tran, who is a mortgage and real estate expert at rates.ca, he said that since the Bank of Canada started raising interest rates back in March of 2022, some of his clients have taken drastic steps to ensure that they're able to continue to live in their homes. In the interview, he said, I've had many clients with amortizations that are 70, 80, even 90 years remaining in the extreme cases, simply because their payments are not going towards any principal at all. The major banks here in Canada will allow holders of variable rate mortgages to extend their amortization period to keep their repayments at the same level. So this, of course, will temporarily blunt the impact of higher borrowing. Some homeowners, as it turns out, can only afford to stay in their homes if they're paying the interest-only portion of their mortgage. But of course, this can't last forever. You know, you need to at some point start paying the mortgage down. The, temper the, the solution is only temporary. 
In response to this issue, the Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions has stated, OSFI expects a more prudent and active account management approach, including resolving negative amortization at the earliest opportunity, as well as recognizing the higher risk of these loans in loss provisioning. In early 2022, so just over a year ago, around 50% of new mortgages were taken out using a variable rate. And now that's, of course, coming back to haunt a lot of homeowners. In some cases, as interest rates have risen, the mortgage payment no longer even covers the interest payment portion, which then results in this negative amortization that OSFI is talking about. Obviously, as an investor, a concern that I have is if this is a house of cards that is ready to collapse, the major banks are going to take a big hit as mortgage rates, uh, the default rates rise. In fact, Canada's biggest banks here are preparing by setting aside more funds to cover the bad loans this quarter alone uh, and anticipate that there will be more defaults yet to come. There there's also alarming news coming out with the overall Canadian household debt picture. In addition to the mortgage troubles that we just talked about, people are also falling behind on their credit cards and on their car loans. In Q1, according to StatsCan, Canadian household debt hit a record high level at almost $1.85 in current market debt for every dollar of disposable income. The new data also shows delinquency rates for credit cards um, are higher, uh, credit cards and vehicle loans are higher than they were even before the pandemic. And for context, it's still less than 1% overall, but it's the trajectory of these defaults that have the economists worried. At the end of the day, of course, you can only you know kick the can down the road so far be before things become uh, totally unmanageable. Further compounding the concern in this area is that TD Economics now says that it does not expect interest rate cuts until at least the second quarter of next year. They say that because of compounding high levels of economic growth and you combine this with the inflationary pressures, interest rates will be, uh, continue to be pushed up further. In its report, they say, we have pushed back the timing for interest rate cuts until the second quarter of next year, but even this could prove optimistic if core inflation metrics fail to offer convincing evidence of the decelerating back to the Bank of Canada's 2% target. In Q1 2023, of all the G7 countries, the Canadian economy had the strongest growth at 3.1% gain in real GDP. Again, speaking with TD Economics, they say, with our forecast for economic growth being upgraded, we expect that the Bank of Canada will hike rates again in July to 5% as it enters a trial and error stage of fine tuning its policy rate. A lot more interesting news, not all of it good, yet to come from there. If you live in or near Calgary, the Blossom meeting that we've talked about here on the channel before has been scheduled for July the 17th. Now we had an awesome time meeting everybody here at the Vancouver meetup just a short time ago, and we're really looking forward to meeting some of our uh, Alberta members next month. We're also gonna be confirming the Toronto and Montreal dates very, very short, so stay tuned there. I will be back on Wednesday with the next trending news update, and I'll be here uh, with Brandon on Friday for our next live session. We'll see you in a couple of days.